yo, 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 yo. Welcome to episode number 28 of the Basketball Card Podcast. Uh, forgive me for the last uh, couple of weeks that I've been absent. Um, I haven't been able to do a podcast. Life's just been busy. But um, I got the one out before Immaculate came out. I thought that that was good. Um, appreciate the positive, positive reviews on that. The four stars, the thumbs up, all that positive stuff. And so I thought that um, with uh, Flawless coming out tomorrow, uh, that now would be a good time to, to launch this. I've done my customary look through of the checklist. I don't know how much value it provides. Uh, I don't know how, how many of you uh, are interested, but I'm going to record my thoughts on that here. Um, but before I do, again, thank you for downloading the podcast. Thank you for the support so far. Um, and thank you for the positive reviews. Always really appreciate it. If you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to either PM me via blowout cards or uh, hit me at uh, the27guy on Twitter. Um, yeah, and if you have any other questions or anything that you want to talk about, make sure you hit me up. Also, if you have any friends that are big basketball card junkies, uh, hit them as well. So, and I'm going to get back to the once a week thing. I know I've been slacking here for a little while, but uh, every Tuesday night, that's what we're going for. So, I've taken a few weeks off, but uh, basketball season's back, and so I'm, gonna, I'm going to be back with it. All right, I've looked through the checklist. I've got a lot of thoughts, tried to organize them well, make sure that, uh, that I could talk to you about these things, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit them. So, the... Um, the, sorry, I just realized that I messed this up because I'm an idiot. Um, sorry. Uh, the spreadsheet that I downloaded with the checklist indicates that there are right about 38,500-ish cards, okay? Uh, 38,501, um, I believe, to be exact. That translates into, if there are truly 10 cards per box, which has always been the case with Flawless, 3,850 boxes um, and 1,924 cases. What's interesting about this, though, is that every year, because Panini has elected to make Flawless a no-redemption product, there are cards that they the, in the planning process that they've planned to include in the product and then they don't really have an exact idea of how many of those cards they will have back autographed from the from the athletes back in time to actually include in the product so what happens is they make a number of base cards right in the first year they did this they had one base card per box I believe since then they've they've done two base cards per box uh, from 2013 onward, each of the last two years. But the problem with that is that the number of autographs and patches and other cards that they have to include in the product may not correlate exactly with how many base cards there are. I just tell you this because the number of boxes and cases isn't exact isn't exactly easy to um, to predict because uh, they, there may, in this case, not actually be enough base cards for the number of um, insert cards there are, or, or vice versa. So keep that in mind. So if, if you just take the total number of cards, that's, like I said, 
just a hair over 38,500, you would assume 38,000 or 3,850 boxes or 1,925 cases. But I don't know that that's the case because there are also, there are more base cards than that. And by base cards, I mean the cards that are included in the base set. And for this year, that includes the regular base cards, as they're called, on the, on the checklist, all of their parallel versions, the rookies, all of their parallel versions, the legends, all of their parallel versions, and the Team USA cards, which only have one version. That's one of the things that I caught on the checklist. So uh, that comes to 7,850 cards. Uh, and, and assuming two of those per pack, that comes to 3,925 um, boxes, or, or sorry, yeah, 3,925 boxes and then half that many cases, which is more um, by about 75 cases, or about by about 150 boxes, than, um, than the total number of cards would indicate. So we're playing some kind of, we're playing some games there. The recollection collection that's that the recollection cards from 2014-15 that are on the checklist are of cards from last year. So you will see cards this and this was done last year as well, where they included the cards from the previous season that they were unable to procure prior to the pack out. Hopefully that makes sense to you. Just to make just just to make sure, I'll say it one more time, since it's a non-redemption product. If they're unable to procure the cards that are supposed to go into the product, then they leave those cards off the checklist. That's the reason for the empty holes on the checklist, the numbers that aren't filled in. And they include those when they receive them or when they are made. It's interesting to me that some of the game-used cards, not non-autographed but just game-used, are also holes in the checklist. That leads me to believe that there are times where they anticipate getting a specific jersey uh, that they can cut up and then they aren't able to get them and then that leads to not being able to put them in the product but I digress so that's that's a little bit around this okay going into too much detail I always do here's some other things that I th that I think are interesting there are a total of 489 Carl's Ta Carl Towns cards in flawless that means that in less than one in every four cases you will get a Carl Towns card. So that's cool, right? Those are all big hits. I guess some of the basic jersey cards won't be, or basic patch cards won't be a lot, but most of those are autographs and patches and autograph patches. And you know about the Logo Man. And the Logo Man, Carl's, Carl Towns, is probably his best card. In my opinion, it would be. It's, his, it's from his rookie year. And unlike National Treasures and Immaculate's autograph Logo Man, it's game used, right? That's a pretty huge deal. Um, it seems that that uh, Panini has has uh, acquired two of his game used jerseys from his rookie year. The reason that I believe that is that there are two logo men and two championship tag. No, 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 no. I, I almost said that wrong. There are not Carl. There are not two Carl Towns Towns championship tags. Forgive me. That's not true because Minnesota hasn't won a championship, right? There are two of everybody else who, who's in that set, but T Carl Towns is not in that set because Minnesota has not won a championship. Um, and you can't have a championship tag on the back of your jersey unless your franchise has won a championship. The Jazz don't have one. 
the Suns don't have one, the Grizzlies don't have one, you know, some of those, about five or six other teams don't have those, and the Minnesota Timberwolves are one of them, but anyway, t- uh, the two logo man for Carl Towns indicate that he, um, that they, that they purchased two of his jerseys, one is an autographed logo man rookie card, and the other is a dual logo man, um, and if I remember right, I think it's with Porzingis. Gosh, I should remember that. Or no, you know, I think it's I think it's with Wiggins actually. And maybe there's you know there's a chance that there's there's two of them. I should have I should have looked at that more closely when I was um, when I was going through the checklist. I'm here though. So he's got one with Porzingis. I wonder if he has another one. Because I thought I saw him with Wiggins. Yes, I did see him with Wiggins. Now let's see if he's in the logo man set twice. He's there. Oh, look at that. He's only in it once. Unless I'm looking at it wrong. Okay, card number two is Towns Porzingis. And he's in the logo, dual logo man set. And then card number uh, 18 is Wiggins Towns. Let's see if he's in that one too. He is. The reason that I was confused on that and that I thought about that is that, like I said, I noticed some of those have holes in there. Um, and the worst example that comes up is number 19 in the dual diamond memorabilia set is Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. But when you scroll down to the Logo Man section, guess what number is missing? Number 19. There is no dual Logo Man of Larry Bird Magic Johnson. There are of most of the play most of the guys that uh, that have a dual dual patch card but it appears that there's no dual logo man of those two guys anyway I'm not being very organized in my thoughts right now I'm not going in the order that I planned so forgive me but uh, let's go back so there's some good there's some data for you so Carl Towns 489 total cards um, now here's here's the next part that's interesting if I take just the A-list guys in the product, and the guys that I that I um, said are A-list are Towns, LeBron, Porzingis, Kobe, Durant, Curry, and Patrick Ewing, because Ewing's an infrequent signer. He hasn't signed uh, for a number of years. Those are the guys that I said. Those seven guys are the A-listers. Those seven guys have 3,107 cards in the product. Or they they land on average in 1.6 per case, so you're almost getting one card of an A-lister, just those seven guys, um, in every case. And if you were to extend it to include a guy like Iverson and a guy like Pippen, you do get more than two per case, or more than one on average per box, which is pretty cool. Then if we look at just the big cards, just the big um, sets from em- Eminence, or I, I say I keep saying Eminence, I'm sorry, the big sets from Flawless, those are defined as, in my opinion, as any of the Logoman cards or any of the championship tag cards. Um, those are, I'm trying to see, I want to make sure I didn't include anything else in this number. I don't believe I did. Believe it's just the tags and the logo man. There are 202 total of those cards in the product. 
So those land on average. You're going to get a tag, a logo man or a tag, one in every 10 cases. A little bit less than one in every 10 cases. There are 817 one of ones. So those land one in every 2.3 cases. And um, the last thing that I noticed, and I made reference to this earlier, um, most of the set is, most of the base set, there are the typical parallels. And there's lots of parallels. And this just, it bugs me. I was a huge fan of First Year Flawless, probably one of the biggest proponents of it. And I liked it because of, well, for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons was the minimal number of parallels, um, particularly with the base set. There was just the regular card to 20, a an emerald number to 5, and lastly, a, um, a platinum number to 1. But this year, like the last two years, you have a base card uh, numbered to 20, a, an emerald card numbered to 5, a platinum card number to one, a ruby card number to 15, and a sapphire card number to 10. That's twice the number of cards, you know, almost. There's, there are 26 original base cards, 20 plus 5 plus 1, and then you can add 25 onto that. So there are literally almost twice as many base cards as there were when they first did the product. And that's just in terms of number of each card. The set is significantly larger than it was. First year flawless, there were 100 cards, and all the cards were numbered to 25 and 1. Now we're out to, I think this year was 150, or is it more than that? 170. But, like I was pointing out before I derailed myself, the last 20 cards of the set are USA basketball cards, numbered to 10. And when I first saw this in the preview, I was pretty irritated because I felt like they did the USA basketball thing to death last year. And I, I just didn't see any reason why they needed to kind of undercut what they did last year. And I, I didn't want them to, to lean on that. I don't think they have leaned on that with this product, to be fair to them. I think they've done a pretty good job of limiting it. Um, the transition set um, is a set that has cards of each player in each of their different uniforms. And that's kind of cool. Some people like those. Um, but for a guy like Kobe Bryant... He has a card in his USA uniform, and a few of the other guys do too. Those are the only USA autograph, sort of game used, that sort of stuff in Flawless. So there's really not a lot of it. Um, but then, at the end of the base set, there are these 20 cards, starting with guys from the original Dream Team, Magic, Bird, Drexler, Elijah, Robinson, Malone, Stockton, Pippen. That's two-thirds of the team right there. Um and then you've got the more modern guys, LeBron, Carmelo, Kobe, Westbrook. Those cards are all numbered to just 10. Uh, there's not a version to 1, to 5, to 15, to 20. Those cards are just to 10. And so if anyone's crazy enough out there to try to put together the actual set, they have to get the, these cards, right? They, these cards in the previews look like they had multiple stones in them. Um... I'm actually colorblind, and so I have a hard time seeing what colors the um, the stones were. Especially in those pictures, they're not easy to tell. But I believe there are multiple stones, and I think that set actually may end up being pretty popular. So keep an eye on those the first couple days. You may have people who are opening them who are thinking, oh, more of this USA stuff. This is going to tank. I don't know if it'll tank, given the sort of 
um, artificial rarity that was created by only making 10 of each carp. So those are some things to consider. The last thing that I, that I want to point out, and um, something that I feel pretty strongly about, is the rookies. The first year that, they, that Panini did Flawless, I put together the rookie set. Uh, there were only 10 cards that year. Um, that was the, the famous dual rookie class. And the best rookie cards were Kyrie, Lillard, and Anthony Davis. And that year, Flawless came out before Immaculate. And so what people did is they bought Flawless and then they immediately tried to sell their stuff that they'd gotten out of the product to then buy Immaculate. And I kind of saw this and noticed that some of the stuff was selling for less than I thought that it should. And so I put together the whole set in a matter of like two months. And then the, then the Flawless Rookie set really took off. Um, I bought it because it was the rarest rookie card ever made. It was the rarest true they were the rarest true rookie cards ever made uh numbered to 20 and um they did very well those those first ones are actually still worth pretty good money too um i know i know of anthony davis's that sold well in excess of five thousand dollars i heard rumors of some eight thousand dollar sales I, don't, I can't confirm those um i know what i sold mine for which was close to five grand um but the other, but the other cards in the set were also very popular. Uh, the The next year was the really terrible rookie class, where the only guy out of that set that's really worth much is Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I don't know if I don't actually know what that card's worth. It might be worth a lot. I have no idea, but I know that when you're looking at other guys like Trey Burke and Michael Carter Williams and a little bit of Victor Oladipo, some of those guys just haven't haven't panned out and there's still hope for some of them but um but it just wasn't as quality of a rookie class then you go to last year 2014 well something changed last year and that is that suddenly flawless wasn't the rarest rookie card anymore for some crazy reason panini decided to introduce a separate high-end product that was only released in asia and um they numbered the card the rookie cards to eight and that was product gala that uh that i've beat my drum on long enough um it, the the cards are not the same sort of quality that flawless are there aren't diamonds in them they're not autographed they're not autographed patches they're just kind of a a refractory like finish on a not on a non-chrome card thick card stock Again, number to eight, one rookie in every eight case or every six point three cases of that stuff, and and when they created Gala, they took from it, in my opinion, and I said this as they were doing it, um, as they announced it, they took from Flawless what I felt like was the most compelling piece of the product, which was that it had the rarest true rookies ever made. You include with that the idea that it was also the most expensive product of the year. And you have two components that I felt like really equaled a real winner in terms of creating value without having an autograph or game used. 
and it did. It worked for a long time. But last year, when the dust settled, the Andrew Wiggins rookie that originally was selling for three thousand, around three thousand, has sold for as low as a thousand, and I think we've even seen a couple sells now that are under a thousand dollars for that rookie card. It's not as desirable anymore, and the reason is simple: it's no longer the best, right? And when I say best, I mean best in one category, and that is the rarest. People want the best. I remember back in 2005 asking the question, what is, it was, it was Darren Williams' rookie year, and I really wanted his best rookie. And I remember asking the question, okay, what's his best rookie? And we all knew what the answer was. The answer was the exquisite. Number to 99, and when it came out, we all knew that was the best card. And those of us who were really big Darren Williams fans saw after that card, right? It was the rarest. It was the best. Now, in today's market, it's not as clear because it depends on which variable you like. Do you like the largest patch window on an autograph? Do you like the rarest card? What do you like? And the one thing that Flawless had going for it was never the diamonds. No one ever, none of the people who ever really, like who did the set, who loved it, really cared about the diamonds. What people loved about it was it was the most expensive. It was nice looking, obviously, but most of all, it was the rarest. It's not the rarest anymore. So this year, the in 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 this set, uh, you look at card numbers one thirty six to one forty nine. That's fourteen cards, and you have the fourteen rookie cards uh, chosen by Panini to be in flawless, and they're numbered to twenty. This the checklist does not indicate whether these cards are autograph patches, autographs, or um, diamonds, or gem cards. I, th I think it's fairly safe to assume that they're probably just, I say just, uh, gem cards, or diamond cards, or sapphires, or whatever. We know that there's parallels of them called Rookie's Emerald and Rookie's Sapphire, we can see, you know, what they're numbered to. They're numbered in line with the rest of the base set. And so, like I say, I think that's safe to assume. I I think that in, in past years that's been something to really seek after. It changed last year, and I think now the market understands that that's changed. And so I'm interested to see, you know, what the first Towns rookie sells for. Like I said, it's numbered to 20, but you've got five versions of it. So you've got the number 20, number to 15, number to 10, number to 5, and number to 1. Um, and I just think, you know, whether you like Gala or not, I think most people, I think people are, you know, kind of split on that. Um, I think it, it hurt Flawless. I have really little doubt that it hurt Flawless's value quite a bit. Um, I'd like to see, I'm hoping, I'm just, I'm really just hoping that those cards are are patch autographs, game-used patch autographs. I think that would be huge. They would by far and away be the, the rarest patch autograph. They would be, um, you know, the only game-used patch autograph, true rookies, sort of ever made. Uh, lots of value there, lots of interesting things to think about um, in terms of, of what that would do for the hobby. That's what I've been looking for, though. A true, clear-cut, best rookie card. That's what, that's what I want. That's what I hope they create. I don't think they ever will. Again, I think it's good business that they don't do that because it allows them to sell additional products. If they can kind of diversify the different strengths um, in, in 
qualities of card they can sell more product right so if they have the rarest rookie in one set if they have the best looking rookie in one set if they have the rookie with the most the largest patch window autograph in one set if they can just sort of separate it like that then they can sell more product and make more money and that's the purpose of the business their purpose of their business isn't to ensure that cards maintain value it's to sell product you may make the argument that by by limiting the cards ability to maintain value that they will alienate um, uh, the, the um, their consumers as time goes by and you might be right about that I'm not really sure but I, I don't think I don't think they really think as hard about that as they think about selling a product. So um, if I'm to rate flawless, um, I'm not buying it. I'm not opening it. Uh, I don't think it's bad though. I mean, when you sit and you look at the, the numbers that I just that I just talked about, like I said, one in ten cases you get one of those real big cards. Um, you know, two per case you get basically an A lister, one uh, ones every other case lots of hits along the way um, and then I, I the last thing um, that I'll mention here is there's some other really cool cards that maybe don't stand out to you until you really look through the checklist one of the ones that I noticed was the championship tag auto of Dwayne Wade I think that's a super cool card since he's been there for all of their championships um, to have a card that he autographed with that championship tag the number three on that there, I think, is really a cool, cool idea. Um, the Tim Duncan Championship tag, not not autographed, unfortunately, but with the number five on there that he was there for is incredible. Both of those are numbered two, and both of those are going to cost a lot of money. A lot of money. The Duncan, I don't know which one, which one of those will be more, but uh, but but a lot of money. I mentioned the Bird Magic. I think it's a total bummer that they don't have the dual logo, man. At least that's what it indicates if you look at the checklist, that they have a dual um, patch, but they do not have a dual logo, man. And then the last thing is the Flip Saunders tribute card. There's a number of one-on-ones of that, which presumably will have the Flip uh, patch on it. I think the Garnet of that is really cool. If you're a Garnet collector, I have to think that's really... You know, if, if you understand Garnett's career and, you know, think back to when they first won 40 games with he and Flip, I believe, 95, 96. Maybe might have been Garnett's second year, actually. Um, Flip and Garnett, kind of, their, their careers went along with each other um, from the beginning till the end, and they, they went apart from each other in the middle. But that's a pretty special, special, unique card. So those are some of the ones that I noticed that I think that maybe some people won't focus on, but that when they come out could be huge. Um, I mentioned about the rookies, kind of my thoughts on that. Uh, if you have any thoughts or if you disagree, feel free to share them. Uh, love, would love to hear it. But uh, anyway, this, is my, this has been my sort of look through the flawless 2015-2016 checklist. Um, appreciate you taking the time to listen. Like I said, I'll try to get back to every week. Again, hit me up at uh, on Twitter at The27Guy or PM me on Blowout. Always appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. And until next time, happy collecting.